What's up? This is Frank Carr from the Rattlesnakes, and you're listening to the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. It is episode 53, and I am just seriously elated for this particular episode, and we're going to talk to you about why we're so excited. But before we do that, everybody say hello to my best friend and my co-host, Brandon Robertson. What up, babe? Yo, what's going on, Ange? You're sitting here uh, across from me here in the studio without a shirt on. I think my view is maybe one of the best um, anywhere. I mean, it's, it's a shame that I don't mm. get to, to look at the same when I look across the studio, but it's okay. It is one of those moments, B, where I, I wish this, this show was uh, video recorded so that everyone could see what I'm seeing. But, one, one day. But you know what? We don't want to steal the thunder here because we have... An amazing guest here for episode 53. I've been super excited for this one, and I know all the fans are super stoked as well. So let's quit wasting time talking about uh, all this. Let's just dive in. Everybody, please help me in welcoming Frank from Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Frank, what up, dude? Yo, Frank. <laughs> What's up, fellas? How you feeling today, bro? I'm good, yeah, yeah, I'm doing really well. We're in uh, we're in Cleveland today, um, about to play a show at the Founders. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well, man. That's Got awesome, Frank. Dream, you know? Cleveland's yeah. my hometown, so I live in Pittsburgh now, but I grew up in Cleveland, so I hope you're okay, enjoying yeah. yourself. Yeah, I always we always have a good time here. You like it in Cleveland? Yeah, I love it, man. Some of the best gigs I've ever played have been here. Like People people just love music here. You they know? really like, people do. People love yeah. music in the United States, but there's something about Cleveland. They they got that hardcore scene. They understand, you know. Yeah, and what what uh, what venues have you played in Cleveland? I know you're playing the Foundry tonight in Lakewood, but have you played at any other venues? Oh God, I can't even remember. It was so I I played here with my first band, Gallows. Yeah. Times. Um, that was probably it's been about eight years. Since I, I imagine you here, probably so, um, played um, at the Agora. Does that sound familiar? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah does, I yeah. imagine the Agora. There's uh. For some reason, a lot of artists love the Agora. I, I, uh, yeah. I'm a vinyl junkie myself, and I, I notice a lot of bands from the 70s, 80s have live uh, albums recorded at the Agora. So that's awesome, man. Amazing. Have you ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Frank? Yes, I have. Yeah, we were just talking about that today, actually. Last time I was here, um, I, I was doing Walk Tour. Actually, oh, in nice. 2009, and we and we managed to go. We we took a trip over there while we were here. So yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. When can we cool expect the uh, Frank Hardner and the Rattlesnakes exhibit? <laughs> you have to ask them, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I, by this point, I feel like a veteran anyway. You know I mean? I've, been, I've been in this industry for ten years, so yeah, decades, decades status now. So it can't be that far away. Hey, yeah, I'll talk to them. We'll see what we can yeah, work out soon enough, dude. Yeah, and, please. And and we would definitely be fans. Of that, so uh, Frank, we're gonna dive into things. We have a lot to cover, and, and you're getting ready to fucking rock out in Cleveland today. So we uh, we got to get you pumped up for that. So uh, okay. Donald Trump has a slogan, Frank. It, it is "Make America Great Again." I don't know yeah. if I don't know if he had anything to do with this or not, but you're currently on tour here in the U.S. And to me, that yeah. makes America a little more great. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I I can't really attribute that to Donald Trump's presidency, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Or maybe I can a little bit. Maybe I can a little bit because I, I guess that as soon as that happened, I figured you guys had lost your fucking minds. <laughs> I feel like we have too, bro. I don't know what the hell's going on. 
Um, it's madness. It's madness. It? Madness the world over, though. It's the same for me, you know? Like, we've got we've got a prime minister yes. that we didn't elect, you know? So it's the same. It's, it's happening all over the world. Yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy times. It is fucking crazy, dude. But you know what? Um, we have music, and we have Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, and that, you know what? That's fucking awesome to me. So... Um, awesome. Now look, dude. Uh, like I said, you're here in the U.S. on an epic, an epic uh, headlining tour. So you started things off on April the 20th in L.A. to a sold-out show. How has the yeah. tour been so far? It's been amazing. It's been like I mean, we we played only a handful of shows on the West Coast, and then we flew back east. We're playing some big big festivals, so we've kind of you know we've kind of booked this tour around those festivals just to try and hit as many states um, as we can. And it's been it's been amazing. Honestly, the response has been incredible. Like, a few of these places I haven't been to for a long time. Some of these places I've never even been. And yeah. for me to, like, be here playing to a room full of people that really care about my music so far away from home, it's a big it's a big deal. It's, you know, it's a, it's a big thing for me. So... Um, yeah, if you've been at one of the shows, thank you very much. Like, we, we love you. Um, if you're coming to a show, get ready for mayhem. <laughs> Dude, no doubt. We're going to talk about here in, in a few minutes just how mm. fucking rock and roll your, your live set is, dude. It, it, it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but before we get into that, um, what is your favorite city to play in over here in the United States? Um... I, I've got an affinity with New York because I lived there for five years. So okay. I've always I've always loved playing gigs in New York. But um but honestly like we played the two shows that we played on the West Coast were some of my favourite gigs we've ever played. We played we played in LA to a sold out crowd, it was just crazy kidding, like kicking off. But we played in um in Berkeley as well and we played in Gilman, nine two four Gilman, which is kind of it's kinda of like the C B G B S of the West Coast, you know, it's a really legendary venue if you like punk rock and so for me that was a big moment to take that off the list so so yeah like west coast east coast but then you know you get down to texas you get you get i mean everywhere you go like i said even cleveland man like i i just everything is different it's hard to pin like a favorite place because yeah. you know we we had a show in tampa the other day right and when we arrived there we realized we were playing in the beer garden it's like fucking 85 degrees we're playing outside in the beer garden of a restaurant. And yeah. I was like, okay, we're going to see how this goes, you know? And we walked out there and the whole, the whole room, I said room, the whole garden exploded. Like <laughs> everyone just went crazy. Like, yeah. And it, you know, and that to me is like, we weren't expecting that. That's Florida in the middle, you know, in the middle of the heat. Like, yep. Yep. so for me, I, I, you know, I say New York, but I, you know, but that changes every single day, really. So, now, Frank, you've alluded to this already, but you're going to be ending this United States tour in our home city of Pittsburgh, PA, on the 19th of May at Cativo. Yeah. Have you ever played in Pittsburgh before? I have, yeah. I can't remember the venues, but I played there. Um, I played there with the Warp Tour, I'm sure. Yeah. And I played there with, um, I did a, a support tour with, the, with that band, AFI. Um, oh, yeah, long, those, yeah, a long little band. Ago. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them or not. <laughs> little, that little, little band, band called AFI. AFI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've done some stuff. They've done some things. Yeah. Um, so we played with them a long time ago, and that was that was amazing. But that was, I think the first show of that tour was in Pittsburgh. If I'm not if I'm not wrong. Yeah, awesome. that's so, yeah. awesome. Well, we're we're stoked to have you here no on the 19th doubt. of May. So any any of our Pittsburgh friends listening, uh, you got to get out to that show, no doubt. And uh, there's still some dates. Uh, you know, left on this uh, U.S. tour. So, you know, go uh, to the socials, websites, check out Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. You will not regret it. So, and let's, Frank, let's give them a reason. Let's uh, let's give them some insight to your live shows. We talked about some mayhem. Um, I, yeah. Honestly, bro, you are a monster when you play live. I love it. Um, <laughs> you're not just someone who loves to get dirty in the pit. You you've been known to do like acrobatics when getting in. Have you ever? I am I am the fucking pit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm seriously. A, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a one man. I'm a one man pit. That's the <laughs> the best way to say it. Yeah. Ha, have you yeah. ever gotten injured when like flying off the stage or doing any of your crazy shit? Yeah, constantly. Like even just even 
last summer we played a gig in Berlin and I and I went home in a wheelchair. We had to cancel the rest of the tour. No way. I could, I could barely yeah, I could barely walk. I thought I'd broken my back. And what happened is I'd put my, my back had gone into seizure. Like the muscles Whoa. around my spine had like locked up to protect my spine from snapping. Um by but, but it meant that I could I couldn't walk. So I had to so I got like Dean, the guitarist, he pushed me in a wheelchair all the way to the airport and we and we got got a flight home and then and then I was in a wheelchair at home for a couple of days could, could barely walk it's, you know like it and that's like that was I was just on stage I literally just like I twisted funny um I took a knock in the pit you know like I took a knock in the pit and I climbed back on stage and I turned funny and my back just went completely into shock so um I've had some you know I've done some stupid stuff in my time I've had concussion like four or five times but but look, it's punk rock, you know. Like, yep. yeah, that's get, what it's all a fucking about, man. At some point, you, you're gonna get hurt. You, you know, people are gonna get hurt. Sometimes we don't, we don't set out for that to happen. Like, we want, you know, we want our gigs to be a safe, yeah. and a positive, a fun environment for everybody that comes, no matter who you are, what you like, or what you're about. Um, we just want it to be a safe place. But obviously, like I put the way I perform, like I just. I I transcend, you know, it's a different it's a different thing, it's a different character. So safety is not always like at the forefront of my mind for myself, you know? Yeah. It changed a little bit now because I got a kid. I've got a two year old, you yeah. know. And I and I got a wife who loves me very much. So I I wanna make sure that I can get home at all times, you know, like I don't wanna I never wanna die on stage but um Does your wife I'll ever worry it. about you at all with, with how how Yes. Yeah, she does. She doesn't. She doesn't. I mean, she knows that like, I'm never gonna do anything that's like really, you know, gonna jeopardize my health. Yeah. Does she um, make you call like her she, as soon as your set is over to make sure you're alive? I drop her a text like every time. Yeah. There you go. Well, hey, like, just want hey, you to know, I babe, I'm, I'm off stage now. Like, I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. We still living. Like we're doing <laughs> this. You know. She's like, but she's really respectful of that, and she knows like how she knows how important it is that I do this, you know, not not just for me, but for us as well. You know, right. everything I do is for my family. So like it's um she she's incredible. To have the support of a strong woman like that who's at home, you know, she's look, man, she's she's a better artist than me. She's a better tattoo artist than I am and she's even a better fucking singer. But <sighs> she's just like but she knows that like I've got an opportunity. So she's she's been super gracious and she's like allowing me to push that and she's um you know, she's at home looking after our little girl. So I'm really lucky to have a, a very strong woman in my life and, and, and in my daughter's life. You know, I'm proud that she's my that she's my daughter's mother. Like she's she's got a great role model there. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Now yeah. we've we've been told that on stage you'll talk to the audience about respecting women in the pit and crowd surfing. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about this? I I actually think that this was a, a conversation on stage recently. Yeah, well, it's it's a conversation that I have every single night now because um, we have a lot of female fans. You know, they're really they're incredibly passionate about our music. Right. Um, they're incredibly passionate about the songs, and I see them in the front row, and they're singing every single word, and they and they know the, the lyrics better than a lot of the guys do, and they spend the entirety of their evening getting jumped on by ugly boys, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and for me, it was like. I kind of asked a few of them eventually, like, hey, why don't you ever stage dive? Why don't you crowd surf? And the reason was that they didn't feel safe. They felt intimidated in yeah. doing that, you know? And so for me, I wanted to make sure that we had, um, you know, we, we made some changes. We made some adjustments to our environment. And the best way I knew how to do that was to approach the subject from, like, head on and just say, okay, listen, guys, this is what's about to happen. This next song is dedicated only to female crowd surfers and yep. stage divers. You're going to catch them. You're going to treat them with the respect they deserve. You're going to make sure that they have a good time. You're going to put them down safely. And then you're going to catch the next girl. And, and that's what's, that's your role for the next three minutes. And once we'd done that and we'd sort of opened it up as a conversation, um, everybody had a better time. Like everybody in the crowd had a better time. The girl, like female fans felt safer. The guys, felt like they were you know a part of it and it was all like accepting it wasn't like a no one felt um secluded do you know what i mean everybody felt a part of it and yep. so it was a unifying thing 
But, the, the, you know, the problem I have with it is that I shouldn't really be having to say this stuff in 2017. I agree. You know, but unfortunately, that's that's not the world we live in. So if I start now, then hopefully in a decade, another decade's time, the landscape, at least our concerts and the concerts for people, you know, that have come to see our support bands and stuff, hopefully they will be very different and there will be a much more respectful crowd that's much more inclusive of everyone. You know, all, all, all genders, all races, all ages, all, all religious supporters. Like, I just want to have a space that is a positive punk rock environment for everyone because that's what punk rock was for me. It right. was a place for outcasts to go and feel safe and feel family and feel like, you know, they, they could do whatever they needed to do and let off steam um, to their favorite type of music. And, you know, the reason that I never did it before is a reason of ignorance and naivety. I never, ever had the perspective to ask a woman, like, why she didn't crowd surf. I never thought about it because, to me, I wasn't intimidated by stage diving or crowd surfing because I never, right. ever got groped or touched inappropriately. You know, I didn't have that perspective. Like I said before, I'm a father now. I've got a little girl, yeah. and I want her to be able to grow up in a world where she feels safe, you know, not only... Does she feel safe to stage dive? But it's expected, and it's part of the thing, you know. Like, and she has no worries about going there. So yeah. when I do that, I'm not talking to the girls in the audience. I'm talking to the men because that, unfortunately, we are the problem in that yeah. scenario. No, and, you're right. And and so that's it. Like, I'm talking to the men, and I'm saying, this is how it is. If I see you fuck with these women, I'm gonna get down there. I'm gonna fuck with you in a bigger way. <laughs> and um, and most people like they. That's kind of how it has to be in a testosterone-fueled environment, you know? Like, just saying that is enough for everyone to realize, okay, this is, this is where we're at. Let's fucking do it. This is, this is going to be fun. And you know what? Then we get to see fucking 20 girls who have never stayed five in their life climb on the stage and yep. dive off and crowd surf and with the biggest fucking smile on their face. And then I get home and they message me and they say, that I've wanted to do that my whole life and I've never felt safe. Thank you for that. And then they go... And that's what they expect from every other gig, and that is the important part. Yeah, that's awesome. I want I want people to leave, and I want them to take that mindset and go to another gig, and I want them to stage dive. And the second someone touches them inappropriately, I want them to kick that motherfucker in the face so hard <laughs> that that person remembers, like, okay, that is not acceptable. Because where else would you do that shit? Right. You wouldn't do that in a fucking street. You wouldn't do that at no. the gym. You don't do that at a swimming pool. You don't do that at a bar. You don't fucking do that shit anywhere right anonymity does not give you power do you know what i mean like we're trying to strip it all down and we're saying everybody here is human fucking treat them like one you know i love it man honest yeah, to fantastic. god cool. i have a ton of respect for you um in a lot of different facets i mean your music is is inspirational to me and in this conversation that we just had here on that topic uh i really got a, a lot of respect for you because you know what um not a lot of artists go out of the way to really um, say those kind of things and, and fucking awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, it's a sense of humanity that you have that you don't get from a lot of people, you know. Yeah, not a lot of people have a sense of humanity. That's the problem. Yeah, so that I'm is a big to, problem. I'm trying to pour as much as I can in because it seems to be disappearing everywhere in the world at the minute. So, And w w in a position like you're in, not everybody has the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the... Um, well, he has the voice. You yeah, know. like you're in a he position has the to be. Yes, the platform to do yeah, it. Yeah, we've know. got responsibility. Yeah, exactly. exactly. A lot of people know, may feel like, that way, but are are they in a position yeah. or have the platform to actually get that message out and and execute exactly. it? Exactly. You know, it's awesome. Now, um, exactly. Well, I I thank you guys. I appreciate that. Like, absolutely, no me, doubt. Yeah. Thank you for for you know getting up and saying those things welcome. and it's awesome dude now before we move on to the next segment uh, i just wanted to touch on this real quick uh the band recently announced a string of dates that will be in the uk during the month of december these tickets yeah uh, are expected to go fast and the shows are expected to be fucking wild what can you tell us about these dates okay so we're going through support act at the minute, so I can't lock any anyone in at the minute. But yeah, right. like the lineup that we're working on is fucking crazy. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be like, it it's gonna be really just exciting for people to see just the bands alone. But more importantly, like we're trying to take 
you know, our show and bring it to a much bigger stage. And so in doing that, like, it's given me the freedom to, like, play around with our set a little bit and also the set design that we're playing in. So I can't give too much away because it's still far away. It is. I'm, like, I've never been as hands-on before with, like, a set build as I am with this. Like, I'm designing it myself and I'm probably going to end up building a lot of the things. But it's going to look amazing. Awesome. And um, we're at a point now where we've been playing for so long together that we're, we're really beginning to tighten up our live sound. We've been playing around with some in-ear monitor stuff, which which is really good because it takes a bit of the strain off my voice. It allows me to sing a bit better. And um, but we're gonna we're basically just gonna take that. We're gonna take the opportunity we've been given of playing on big stages in the UK to massive audiences, and we're gonna try and drive home the fact that we are a a potent like you know, potential headliner rock band. That's, that's what we want to be. We want to be like the biggest rock band in the world, obviously. Um, and that's like this tour, I think, in December is our first step at that. It's going to show people that maybe have doubted us in the past that we that we can get on that stage and we can be the band that they want us to be, you know? I yeah, cannot, for real. Yeah. I cannot wait uh, for yeah, December cool, to get man. here to... I won't be across the pond, but I will be paying attention, and um, I, I'm sure so many people are stoked. So uh, we'll be listen, keeping. Listen, listen. December is a good time for a holiday. So if you want right. to come, you just let me know. You get your flight. I'll get your tickets. You're all good. You get to see it in person. I might even do a handstand on you in the pit. Who Fucking knows? awesome! Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. <laughs> we'll, we'll hold you to that. Now, in January of this year you released your latest full-length album modern ruin it debuted in the uk at number seven congrats on this badass release how's it feel to have this out for everyone to jam to it's, it's incredible i've been waiting i've been waiting to get it out for a long long time so uh, you know for us we basically we wrote um we wrote blossom in uh february of 2015 and recorded it and released it in released it in august of the same year and then we started writing modern ruin in september of that same year wow so we had so we we finished writing modern ruin by december we'd written two our first two albums in the same year and um we were we were moving fast on it all you know but we needed to wait we needed to take a year you know to let it have its kind of moment in the sun blossom and then, so we've been waiting to get Modern Ruin out for over a year now. Like, we're desperate. So now we're getting a chance to play it. It's just really exciting, man. Like, and, it, and it's going the way we wanted it to. People are respecting it. Yeah. They can see that there's a difference, but they they just totally get it, you know? And that's what we were always worried about. It's like, were people, were people going to stay with us because it's quite a change? People love it, man. They, they seem to really respect the fact that we, we're keen to change, and they're, they're keen to change with us, so... What is your favorite track off of the album? Do you have one, whether it be one you're most proud of uh, or one that you just love to fucking rock on stage? What, what's your favorite? Um, I have a few. Can I tell you them all? Is that all? Please, Please do. Have... Please do. Okay, so the first song is, is the, that's the very first song I wrote on my own. It's, I wrote it on guitar, I played it, I recorded it, and I play it live on my own. I cannot play guitar. It's like a, it's a, it's really fucking hard work for me to play that song live because I just I can't do it. But so I'm really proud of that song. It's only you know it's a minute and a half, but it's all about my dog. Yeah, Bluebell. Yeah, like yeah, it's all about my dog Blue, and you know it's just a really important song for me. Um, and then one of my other favorite songs is is Modern Ruin, and it's because. It's all about the end of the world, and that's the song that we dedicate to to the ladies in the audience that have like a female only crowd surf section. Nice. And it's just been, it's you know, it's really fucking. It's a steamroller of a riff, hyper aggressive, and and it's great to see people smiling as big as they are while we're playing such an aggressive song. And then my last favorite is the last song on the record, which is called Neon Rust, and that is kind of a glimpse into the future of what we can be. Um, as a band and it's like this big ex- kind of epic open rock song um, really expansive and it's all about my daughter and how terrified I am at the state of the world that we're potentially leaving her you know yeah so. it's a good point Frank because I, I don't have kids and and I if someone were to ask me hey do you want kids I I, I don't know how to answer that because of what you just yeah. kind of said I'd be 
fucking scared, dude. Like, I just don't know, you know. Where... I feel you, man. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. I didn't, I didn't feel this way when I had her. Right. You know, I was just excited and I was really looking forward to it. And the minute she was born, the whole world just kind of collapsed around me. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, what the fuck have I just done? Like, I brought you into this mess, you know? Yeah. But I think that probably every single parent feels that same way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think back to like Neolithic times, like when they've just fucking discovered fire and they're probably yeah. looking around thinking, holy shit, what have we just done? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, we've just, we've just brought you into this mess and now there's fire. Like, what the fuck? So, we, so for me, like, I think, I think it, you know, it's a time of memorial thing. Like, every parent thinks they're ready. They have that kid. They realize, you kind of just realize that you're not ready for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, you just know, you know, and if you've got, courage you have more like i don't have courage at the minute i'm terrified. i'm like still uh, you know my my kid is talking now like she was on the phone to me earlier and she's like i'm gonna go now because i want to listen to modern ruin oh. and i was like jesus christ i'm like there with my wife like I'm, i want to cry and i want to laugh and my wife's just like yeah you it is funny for you because you're not here i've had to listen to this song 50 times today so she's just like my little kid is just jamming out modern ruin all day and that my is, wife is like, can we please listen to anything else? That is like, no way. That is so awesome. That is, it's got to be one of the cooler things, man, is um, we were actually talking to a couple episodes ago, Anthony Ranieri from Bayside. And he was. Oh, man, I love that guy. Yeah, he's fantastic. And um, he yeah. was talking to us kind of a, about his growth and development as a human being, as an artist, because of his daughter uh, being in the world mm. and, and that she recently, you know, is starting to talk and she listens to his music and talks to him about it and it just brings a smile yeah. to my face man it's got to be one of the cooler feelings would you agree it's the best it's the absolute best yeah it's amazing now i feel really lucky fuck yeah dude now i was actually looking at a couple interviews that you've done recently just to kind of brush up and and try to not be generic and and things like that mm. but there was a question i i, I can't remember uh who it was it was uh, a radio interview in new york i think it was recent um where you and dean were in there and you played wildflowers on acoustic um yeah the uh the, the host um brought up this topic and i just think it's so fucking cool because i didn't know about it until you talked about it in that interview um the what i want to know is the approach to the album cover for modern ruin i think it's so cool uh, it's magical. Oh, man, yeah. Can you just give us, a, for those who don't know anything about like how you came up with that, can you give us some insight to that? Yeah. So basically, um, what happened was uh, I, I told Dean that I wanted to use like photos for the new album. And he, you know, we, I painted all of the covers for the first one. And he said to me, like, look, there's no magic in photography. Like, I really don't think we should do that. Like, I, or I don't want to do that. And Dean is a designer. He's like an incredible designer, but he's also a brilliant mind. Like he, we, we have like a creative partnership where we do everything together. So I said, okay, we'll find the magic in it. Like go and do that because right. photos is what we want to use. And I really want to use the most boring, like fucking banal photos from my iPhone. <laughs> so I just, so all of the photos that are in our like album, in our, in the book, they're all from iPhones, right? And because it, we felt it was really important because, you know, the book is all about digital ruin and how it affects our lives and stuff. And um, so he took, the, he took the photo, he converted it to a text file, um, and each photo is like hundreds of thousands of characters long when you convert it into a text file. Wow. It's mental, right? Yeah. So then he took our lyrics and our song titles and he hacked into... The, the text file and he started putting our lyrics in weird places and what that did was it fractured the, the the photograph like so it started like moving layers of color around or it would start putting like black lines through parts or making stuff look static and and then he would convert that that new text file with added lyrics added lines he'd convert that back to an image and you would never really know what you've got until it just popped up on the screen. And it either looked phenomenally beautiful, like way more beautiful than the original image, or it just <laughs> was ruined, completely ruined. Yeah. And there was literally no, there was no middle ground. It, it, it wasn't like you've got 
something that was half cool and half ruined. You either it either destroyed the image completely, so much so that you couldn't get it back. You can't go back once you've done it. Yeah. Um. So, so that's that's it. So the image on the front of the album is my dog, it's Bluebell, and um, I, I sent him that picture one night, and I was like, "Yo, run this through your fucking system because I, I want to see what's that up." Complicated he, system, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I thinking that he like pressed a couple of buttons. It took him like two hours to do each fucking one, wow. and then he sent me it back, and he was like, "Yo, I think we've, I think we've unlocked the the keys <laughs> to the album." And I said, "Yeah, you've like a hundred percent. You found the magic. Well done." So that's <laughs> it. It's like it's a it's a long process, you know. But there's but then we discovered that there's a whole like subculture of of glitch artists, and that's what it's called. Like they basically take images, take videos. They hack into the file, the source code on it, and um, it's like messing around in a matrix. You know, it's like messing with the very DNA of a yeah. digital file. And so we got, we suddenly got a load of new fans who were like, who are glitch artists, because they were just like, we love what you're doing. This is fucking cool. Like we've been doing this for a little while. So it, by that point, it was too late for us to. We could have probably got some tips off them, but we didn't even know it was a thing. You know, like <laughs> I didn't either. It was too late by that point. So. But now I'm glad it is because we've we've started seeing more and more of our fans are using the same approach to mess around with their own images, and then they're sending them to us, and they're saying like, check it out, like we we learn how to kind of do your thing, and but the results are different, so it's really cool. It's really cool, man. All right, so uh, anytime we have a band or artist on the show, we like to play a track for the listeners uh, to rock out to. So. Uh, if you're cool with it, brother, we are going to play Wildflowers off Modern Ruin by the one and only Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. What do you think? Fuck yeah. Awesome. Let's rock. All right, everybody, please enjoy Wildflowers right here, right now on Spinning Thoughts. She is so beautiful with flowers in her hair.
So you just finished listening to Wildflowers off Modern Ruin by Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Now, Frank, is there anything about this track you can tell us that might not already be known? So the, the song is all about um, the moment that you fall in love with someone, you know? And actually, like, for me, it's all about, like, I was sitting in a field with my wife, and, um, you know, we've been together a little bit, a little while, but we were sitting there and, you know, we knew we were in love. We we knew that we were together, but we were, we were picking flowers and she just stood up and walked away. And I felt such sorrow in my heart just from being 10 feet away from her. That's when I truly realized that, that she meant more to me in this world than anyone else did, you know? And um, that was when I, I really like, I really understood love like in a, in a much deeper way than I ever had before, you know? Um, and that's what the song's all about. It's about that moment when you fall in love, you really understand it. You, you really feel like you've never, ever felt this way before, you know? Because a lot of people say that they've, they're in love, you know, they tell their friends, but one day you meet someone and they make you feel like you've never felt before and then you truly understand it. And that's what the song's all about. That's beautiful, man. I um I really appreciate the detail behind that. It's always interesting to 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 pick the brain the brain of an artist, and um I love that song. So thank you very much for that. Thank um, you. Now uh I want to say maybe a week or a few weeks ago, you you just celebrated a birthday, correct? Yeah, literally. Uh, like happy ago, belated. Yeah. yeah, dude. How yeah, how was you. it? What did you do? It was. Fucking hard work, man. It was like we we played a show in Baltimore to about, well, I know exactly how many people were there because I counted while I was on stage. Um, it was 33 people in the room. So it was like, it was a tough gig, you yeah. know, like it was a, you know, but it's to be, it's to be expected with, you know, this is our first time in the U.S. Right. We're grafting away. We got, we got to make some effort, you know, but we played to 33 people. And Killer. because of that reason, it it was really, really weird because it was my 33rd birthday. No way! So I immediately, the minute, yeah, the minute I realized there was 33 people in the room, I was like, okay, fuck it. This, I got to do this. So I just walked off stage and um, I went to the bar and I just bought everyone. I just put my card down and was like, just get everybody whatever they want. Next. No shit, dude. Yeah. Wow. So then I was just like, okay, round for everybody. Those everybody people gets, are never going to forget that show. So they went, yeah, so they everyone went and fucking got a drink. And then and then the boys gave me, I told the boys like straight away at the beginning of the night, I was like, no fucking cake, no birthday cake on stage. <laughs> and it was mainly because like, I know what happened and someone would just slap it in my face. Yep. And then there's no showers at this venue. So I'd be fucking smelling like buttercream for the next day and a half, you know? So I was like, no cake. like, And then I turned around and they had a cupcake with a fucking candle in it. So I was like, okay, that I can do. So I ate a bit and then I threw it in someone else's face. There you go. There <laughs> you was, go. Hey, it's, it's your birthday, you know? Did did you get any uh, Did you get any gifts or anything from fans or friends or family? Anything worth talking about? I got, um, yeah. The only thing I got that was really that really, really made a big difference was I got um, a letter from my wife. Um, man, I want to fucking cry. I'm going to start loving now. But my bunk looks like a fucking prison bunk now because I've just got pictures and letters from, from her and my daughter up in my bunk. And that was it. Like, she, you know, we're out here for five weeks. Yeah. And I kind of had forgotten to take any pictures. And so she sent me, um, she sent me a birthday card. She hid it in my, in my suitcase. Oh, no so way. I had taken wow. it with me without knowing, and then she gave me directions to find it on my birthday, and um, and it's just like some really beautiful pictures of her and and my daughter and my dog, so they're all up in my bunk right now, and I'm you know I get to see them every morning when I wake up and every night when I go to sleep, and it reminds me of why I'm doing this, you know. That awesome. is fantastic. I love it, um, Frank. So as we're winding down to the end of this episode, and, and I'm just having so much fun. Uh, but we have a brand new segment that we created um, just for you here today. If it goes well, we, we might use it again in the future with other okay. with other bands. So the pressure's on. Um, so okay, let's here, do it. here's what it's called. It's called Feedback Sandwich. Okay. So um, it, here, let me explain it to you. So 
a feedback sandwich essentially yep. is you give someone uh, positive feedback first, then you provide yep. constructive feedback as the filling, and then you complete oh, the sandwich with more positivity. Now, Brandon, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty fucking hungry. Starving. Uh, so, uh, Frank, oh. we want you, we're going to name a few things, topics, and we want you to give a feedback sandwich on those topics. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll kick off the first one. Give us a feedback sandwich for America. America. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Great, great food. Okay. You've got excellent food. Um, your uh, selection for leadership needs a little <laughs> bit of work, I think. <laughs> Probably. I love how polite Frank said that, too. Yeah. It's not like you guys fucking suck. It's your selection could use a little bit of work, and then... We'll a little, little the bit of work on your leadership choices. Right. Um, um, but you've also got probably my favorite fans in the world. Like, rock and roll here is, is truly accepted in the widest form, so yeah. Excellent. But just please... Have a little think next time there's an election. Just have a little, just have a quick double check um, <laughs> while you're eating, while you're eating your good food and you're listening to your great music. Yeah. Just have a, just slow your roll down a bit and just double <laughs> rethink check. it. Right. Uh, Brandon, go ahead and give uh, Frank the next feedback sandwich. Yeah, the next one is going to be the United Kingdom. Oh fucking hell! Um, <laughs> okay. Um, um, it's it's got. Oh my god, how do I even say anything positive about where I'm from? Um, <laughs> it has Frank Carr and the rattlesnakes. Yes, so that's, killer. That's a good. That's a good thing. It is. Yes, it um, is. Again, it needs a lot of work on its leadership. <laughs> There's choices. a trend, yeah. um, right? And um, there is a trend going on here. Yeah. Um. No, you know what? Like the worst fucking thing about it is that like a bunch of fucking old people in my country voted because they were pissed off. And the fact of the matter is, they're all going to die before they ever get to see the yeah. changes that they've just voted for. Right. That's what annoys me the most, is, is that they haven't done anything to help themselves. What they have done is they've entirely fucked generations that are yet to come. And it's like the generations really below my daughter that are going to suffer the most. So that's what I'm super pissed off about. Like, So that's like the the shit. This is just a shit sandwich, okay? I'm going to do nice things and then fucking... All of the old people that were pissed off, like, they've fucked our country. So then the other nice bit is, there. I mean, yeah, it looks nice sometimes. You you, you know, you can go and see some countryside <laughs> or something. Now, Frank, you know, <laughs> when, when you go grocery shopping, you, you shouldn't go grocery shopping when you're hungry because if you are, then you're going to buy a shit ton of stuff you actually don't need. You can kind of yeah. apply that theory to voting, you know. Don't, don't vote when you're pissed off. You know, because exactly. you're going to make stupid ass decisions. Uh, well, you... like this Brexit thing, a lot of people have said, well, oh, man. I didn't think this was actually going to happen or I wouldn't have voted that way. It's crazy. It's so insane to me. Like, and that was happening literally the next day. Right. There were people being filmed in the street like, oh, I, I really regret my decision. It's like, well, you're a <laughs> fucking idiot then. Yeah, why you, would you, you do it you, in the first place? Right. This was not just like, this isn't a joke. This is a, this is real life. Like, and yeah. you've, and actually, the person that's going to suffer the most is you because you're the yeah. vulnerable person in the position with a zero-hours contract mm. or, you're, or you're the one that's relying the most on state benefit and you've just fucked yourself now. <laughs> so yeah. it's like in some way there's a cruel irony there that actually is, is hopefully going to like um, you know cement those people for the future but the problem is we've got years and years of hardship to get through that now like it's I'm exactly. genuinely scared of the con of the future of my country I really am like yeah the, what's what's even worse is like our the leader who's in at the minute was not voted in she just stepped in she has called a snap election and she refuses to talk to anyone about it won't won't have any kind of public um, uh, like conversation about it no no debate it's fucking insane man so it's like yeah i can't basically i'm really looking forward to getting home from this tour just so i can go and vote and like do my bit you know there you go then at least at least i've like put my hand up and i said this is what i believe in regardless right. of what happens 
we're British, we'll make the best of the shit situation always. <laughs> but hopefully, what I'm hoping is that the youth turns out this time. Yeah. Because saying saying shit like, um, oh, I don't, I don't want to get involved in politics or like, that is privilege in action. Do you know what I mean? Right. And yep. the problem with privilege is that like, you don't have to worry about politics because it doesn't affect you because you're privileged. Do you know what I mean? We need to be thinking about the people that are less privileged who, who really like, they need help. They need desperate help. So like, and certainly the government is not giving it to them. So all we can do is go out and vote. But the last time I looked like the, the, the voting numbers were up crazy for like yeah. 18 to 25 year olds yeah. yeah so i'm hoping that a big change is about to come fucking viva la revolution do you know what i mean <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely right all right so uh frank next in the feedback sandwich segment we've got today's music whatever that means to you today's music give us a feedback oh, sandwich geez. um <clears throat> there are some interesting artists doing some interesting things okay there are some fucking awful people <laughs> making noise that is just fucking dog shit. And, and those are the like people on top of the charts, right? Fucking, dude, like, I, I could talk for days and I could name names, but I, I, I promised myself I wouldn't be that guy anymore because yeah. it's just not what I'm about. But, like, I'm genuinely surprised that there were, like, that young kids are getting behind the kind of bands that, that sell misogynistic homophobic um bigotry as music like it just really bums me out like it and i like you know i get that you like fucking heavy ribs and i get that you like people that you know uh, are seemingly different but there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing unique and there's nothing different about being an asshole. Do you know what I mean? You're just a fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just you're not saying anything, you're not shocking anybody, you're not like you're not doing it, you're not saying shit because no one else will. You're just a dickhead. Like and <laughs> and the world will be better off without you. So, um and then on the upside, um most of the members of Pink Floyd are still alive. So that's another good thing about modern music. Yes, like good they're thing. still and, they're still there watching over the fucking And Roger made. Waters has his new album dropping on June second. Um Boom. There you go. I, I can't wait for it. Should be it's Fuck yeah, me like too. the first in like twenty years of his solo stuff. So in it, how crazy is that? I can't wait for Gilmore and and Waters to they'll never, reunite. They'll ah, nev- there's still oh, time. I don't they'll know. never do it. They'll never do it. I'm hoping they do. All right, so we've got one more left in the feedback sandwich segment for Frank. Uh, Brandon, why don't you go ahead and take this one? All right, we've got Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Okay. Um, best. Um, fucking hell. Best environment to live in if you're a human. I would say so. <laughs> how, about, how about that? That works, right? Yes, um, absolutely. Unfortunately, we killed off all the dinosaurs, um, and we're going to kill ourselves off with fucking global warming. Um, and the last positive would be that um, fuck. It's I don't even know. Um, this is a really hard segment, guys. Back sandwich is not easy about. The UK and fucking planet Earth. Um, we're we're being very um, conceptual here. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Um, I would. I'd say the best thing about Earth is it's home, isn't it? Like it, it is it's home, and I feel really lucky that like I get to see. Um, even this morning, right? I woke up really early because I was kind of fucking hanging, and and I was looking out the window, and I was we were driving up through through Kentucky, through Ohio. Um, and it's beautiful. Like, everywhere is fucking beautiful. And I just was reminded that I'm very lucky to be alive and taking this all in and, and living. You know, it would be very different if I was on fucking Saturn. I would have burned <laughs> up into the fucking... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Froze to death out on really. Uranus, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frank. So look, we are at the end here, and I'm so grateful for your time. I know you're so busy, and you put every ounce of fucking energy you have in what you do. So thank you for your time. Before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your fans? I just want to say thank you. I really, really want to say thank you because um, I don't get the opportunity to say thank you enough. I 
have been doing this for a long. I've been doing. I've been making music for over a decade now, and to be here playing music in the U.S. to people that are hungry and want to listen, I feel incredibly lucky to be given this opportunity again. You don't get many shots at this. I've had too too many already, but like they say, third time's a charm. So thank you for listening. Please come and see us at a gig. Um, yeah, and just respect. Thank you very much. Now, Frank, um, hang on tight. Whenever we uh, whenever we close this off, I want to talk to you off the air real quick. But I want to thank you again for being on Spinning Thoughts. It means the world to us. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Once again, we want to thank Frank Carter for being with us here on Spinning Thoughts. I truly enjoyed this conversation. What a great episode. Brandon, what do you think? Dude, uh, Frank has one of the most unique and stellar personalities uh, that I've ever had the pleasure of speaking to. Awesome. Uh, if you have not done so yet, do yourself a favor. Check out Modern Ruin, released in January by Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Make sure you're checking out Spinning Thoughts on Twitter, at Spin Thoughts. We would love for you to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere else you get your media. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. And again, it's thespinningthoughts.com. Signing off from Spinning Thoughts, this is Angelo. And this is Brandon leaving you from the Spinning Thoughts World Music Megaplex here at Evergreen Studios. Share music. Spread love.